Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Croner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, lovely friends. How are you today? I am really excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about how to improve your work relationships, and I'm going to be bringing a little bit of tough love, or as my friend Melissa Peoples would say, things are about to get a little spicy here at the Whole Assistant Podcast. So as I just mentioned, I'll be sharing about how to improve your work relationships, and this is not going to be your typical advice. Like Most people don't think about what I'm about to share with you when they think about how to improve your work relationships. Typically, when we're talking about improving work relationships, it's, so, it's something has to do with like how to get your executive to communicate more and how to da-da-da-da-da, you know, all those things that we all wish would happen, but we really don't have any control over. So you'll know what I mean as I get more further into this episode, but I'm a part of several online admin communities. And I always have to chuckle when I see someone post something like, my exec doesn't show up for his scheduled meetings, despite the fact that I remind him a million times, they're on his calendars. How can I make my executive, I'm using air quotes here, make my executive attend his meetings? Or someone tests a boundary that you put up and you get offended when they test it. Um, I remember this one post online one time about this girl who was working as an exec assistant for a small mom and pop store um, or office. And the exec's wife got upset with her because she called in sick. And apparently it was was towards the end of this girl working for them, like towards the end of this like admin working for them. (laughs) And she just told the admin to come in anyway. And this gal posted online about how upset she was that that the wife didn't recognize that she was actually sick and thought she was faking or I don't know, just a whole bunch of drama, drama, drama. And typically with regards to both of these scenarios, with regard to the exec who doesn't show up for his meetings or with regard to um, the boundary that has been set, everyone else in the community jumps on the bandwagon of, oh, that's so awful, it's terrible, da-da-da-da-da. Like they shouldn't have done that. I had this exec one who did once who did the same thing, or exec's wife who, once who did the same thing. Like none of this is helpful, guys. Just none of it's helpful. <laughs> it's not helpful to the person who's posting. It's not helpful to the community at large. It's just not a productive conversation to have. So, first of all, I'm just going to introduce you to a concept that will be helpful moving forward, especially if you intend to listen to this podcast like for more than just a couple of episodes. And that concept is the concept of the manual. So the manual is simply our expectations of others, right? So we expect that our executive is going to show up to his meeting. We expect that our exec and his wife are going to be okay with us when we are sick or when we aren't feeling well. That is our expectation of other people. Now, this is great. Like the manuals are great so long as other people fulfill those expectations. The problem comes when we allow our happiness to be tied to how others behave. That's when manuals become a little tricky because people don't always behave according to our manual for them. And 
They have every right to show up however they're going to show up. Truly, they do. And they're going to show up like being the best version of themselves or being a version of themselves that is true to them. So oftentimes we put so much stake in our manuals of other people and what we think other people should do and how other people should behave and how other people should show up. We put so much clout into that that it ends up compounding our suffering when they don't fulfill our expectations, right? So in the case of the exec who doesn't show up for his meetings, even though we may send him a million reminders, like he's an adult. He's an adult man and he gets to decide, or woman, (laughs) right? And they get to decide how they're going to show up, if at all. Like you cannot make anybody do anything. And I know this is very dismaying for most of us because most of us think it reflects badly on us when their executive doesn't show up for meetings. We don't, we don't have to t- onboard that. Like we don't, have to, we don't have to make that mean something about us. Our executive simply didn't show up for a meeting. That's on him. It's truly on him. Like you can only remind him so many times. And the same thing when, when somebody pushes against a boundary like that executive's wife and that admin, you can only say what is true for you and that you feel sick and you can't come in. They get to interpret that however they want to interpret it. They get to make that mean whatever they want to make that mean. If they make it mean you're lazy, they make it mean you're lazy. If they make it mean that that you just don't want to be there, they make it mean that you just don't want to be there. We don't have to make it mean anything about us. Their response is their response and even though we have a manual for how we think they should behave, they're not going to behave in the way that we expect them to most of the time. So why are we compounding our suffering? By trying to control everything around us. So the manual, it's, it's, good, it's, it's a good framework. And that's, it's something that my coach introduced me to and that I got introduced to in my coach training that has really profoundly impacted how I view things and how I work on a day-to-day basis. Now... The manual is different from boundaries, to be clear. Boundaries always revolve around how we're choosing to show up in any situation, how we're choosing to respond. So in the case of this gal whose exec, exec's wife didn't believe her, whatever ended up happening, that, happening there, the exec's wife ended up calling her into work anyway. The boundary she set was like, I'm not coming in today because I don't feel well, right? Like that's a boundary, the exec's wife called her like she could have totally had no drama about it she could have totally been like oh yeah that's just so and so she's responding that way like I don't have to make it mean anything about myself he said I'm not coming in therefore I'm not coming in that's it that's the end of the discussion all she had to do was text back and say sorry I won't be able to make it I really do not feel well that's all she had to do this is an example of like using a manual (laughs) when we should be setting healthy boundaries for ourselves and boundaries just are We don't have to have any drama around them. They just are. They just are what they are. So one of the um, stories that that my coach told our class when I was going through coach training, she was going to dinner with a group of friends. And they were going to meet up at her apartment and then go from there. And she had this one friend who was notoriously late like notoriously late, 20 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes late all the time. So she told her friend, she said, we're going to meet up 
at seven o'clock at my house to go to dinner. If you're not there by 7.15, we're going to leave without you. I love you so much. I respect you. You do you, but we're going to leave. And I like this so much because it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with a friend. Like you can totally speak in love to your friend, but the boundary is at 7.15, we're leaving. Just like the sky is blue and the rain is wet, right? Like this is going to happen at this time. And if you're not there, then we're just going to leave. You can meet up with us somewhere else. You can do what you need to do. But like, this is the ex- this is my expectation of how this evening is going to go. This is my boundary. <laughs> and you don't have to get all huffy either. It just is what it is. It just is what it is. <clears throat> so you can kind of feel the difference between that and somebody getting all upset and going online and posting about how her exec's wife um, was mistreating her by by asking her to come in anyway and all this, that, and the other. Or you can be like, sorry, I, I said that I, I realize this is tough for you, but I really don't feel well and I'm not coming in. And just let it let that be that. It can be that simple. So, you know, when we talk about manuals and how we want other people to behave, it can be tricky, right? Like it's hard to know that line between what's a manual and what's a boundary. You know you've crossed the line into manual when when it's no longer about how you're choosing to show up for a situation and you want the other person to respond in a certain way to you. Anytime you want somebody else to respond in a certain way or we think that we're entitled to someone else responding in a certain way, you cross the line into manualhood. Instead of standing in your own power and being like, this is my boundary, we've kind of crossed over to the dark side, right? Now, I will say that expectations are okay to have for employees and kids. It's a little bit different when you're dealing with your kids. <laughs> like if you have an expectation that they aren't going to throw food at the dinner table and they throw food at the dinner table, I'm not saying we have to get upset and angry about it, but we can definitely have real consequences, right? Or if an employee isn't meeting expectations, we don't have to have a manual for that. We can just say, you're not meeting our expectations. We need to do A, B, and C. Put them on, put them on probation. Whatever you need to do there, like expectations are okay to have for employees and kids. But typically speaking, when we're dealing with our executives and our colleagues and coworkers, that's not the situation, right? Like we're dealing with people who are either outrank us or are on the same level as us. So just be aware of this manual dynamic and ask yourself the next time you begin to get frustrated or flustered, do I have a manual for this person? Do I have a way in which I expect them to show up that I'm in full control over? Also, like I just want to point out that anytime we think someone should behave in a certain way, in a way that they're not, we have a tendency to go down one of two paths, both of which not are not helpful in improving your work relationships. So the first way is that we try and control. We try and control them. Like the gal with the executive who didn't show up for his meetings. Like, how can I make my executive attend his meetings? You can't. Why are you even trying? (laughs) Or we get defensive and accusatory. Like this gal who got really defensive about the fact that her boss's wife asked her to come in anyway. And I get it. It's frustrating. You You said you're sick. Somebody's not believing you. Somebody's not buying into whatever it is you're telling them. And so you get defensive and then you start pointing fingers. Neither of these paths are helpful. Trying to control people and getting defensive and accusatory is not helpful. 
And when you choose one of these paths to go down, you are choosing to relinquish your power to someone else because you're getting totally wrapped up in the drama of all of it. You're getting totally wrapped up in the story instead of just letting your boundaries be what they are and enforcing them. We tend to like really, really get wrapped up in trying to people please and trying to make sure everything, everybody's okay with everything. No, 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 no. (laughs) So I want you to ask yourself, what would it look like to show up in complete acceptance of yourself and that other person? Like that other person is going to do them. That other person is going to do them perfectly. What would it look like to show up in complete acceptance of yourself, knowing that you have your own back and knowing that your boundaries just are what they are and that you're going to like be there for you. And also what would it look like to show up in complete acceptance of that other person? So often we rail against how somebody else behaves. We rail against, you know, them showing up in the way that they're showing up, but it doesn't have to be that way. It really truly doesn't. Like from time to time, my executive will get very particular about something and I'll be like, oh my gosh. Okay. I don't make that mean anything about me. I'm like, okay, he clearly, he's in a place. Clearly he's dealing with something. That's okay. I'm going to show up for him in my power knowing that how he chooses to show up is on him and how I choose to show up is on me. So when it comes to improving our work relationships, not taking on more than is yours to take and accepting your executive and coworkers for who they are will revolutionize those relationships. Totally revolutionize those relationships. And it'll cause you to feel much more empowered and much less at the effect of everyone around you, right? And what I like about this too is it frees up so much headspace to add value at such a higher level because your brain power will be going to so much a more productive place than like, oh my gosh, I'm spinning out on like how to please my executive or how to get him to show up for meetings or I'm spinning out on my executive's wife and the fact that she doesn't respect that I'm calling in sick, like that just takes up so much headspace and it causes so much unnecessary suffering. We have got to stop doing this. It's not helpful. It's not serving anybody, least of all you. It's just driving yourself crazy. And depending on how it's causing you to show up, it may be driving your colleagues and coworkers crazy too. <laughs> so there's some tough love for you, but I hope that this brings some awareness around how to stay out of other people's brains, how to stand in your power, what it looks like to set a boundary instead of holding manuals and holding on to like these expectations of others that are not helpful or serving you at all, especially when it comes to your executive and colleagues and coworkers, right? Like it's just not helpful. Stuff is not helpful to hold on to. Certainly not helpful to post on social media. Yeah. So that's what I have for you today. Um, Next week, we're going to do a deep dive and I'm going to talk about pickle people. And um, pickle people is a term that I've given (laughs) to those people who are highly skilled at driving you nuts. Um, So it's going to be a lot of fun because I think we all have a pickle person or two in our office. So stay tuned for that. Tune in next week and we talk about pickle people. But that is what I have for you today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. 
In a few short weeks, I'll be offering a new way to work with me, the whole assistant membership. In this membership, I'll be taking the concepts I discuss on this podcast even deeper with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up free from overwhelm and burnout and learn what it looks like to own your role, use your voice and stand in your power, this membership is for you. Go to wholeassistant.com slash membership to learn more and get on the wait list.